Welcome to another edition of the TV Line Podcast. I'm Matt Webmidovich here leading a discussion about our fall TV picks and passes, the shows to watch and what to skip this fall, the new the new shows more specifically. Everybody go around the table and announce who's here. Kim Roots. Andy Swift. Michael Osiella. Ryan Schwartz. And for starters, let's just agree, this was a pretty depressing crop of new shows this season, right? It was depressing. I found, though, that unlike last year where there were so many like absolute stinkers most of the bad ones this year i felt like were just just not not good they weren't like, terrible they just were not good enough right like last year what was the one the uh, law the uh, legal one um conviction yes yeah was just so god awful and then mm-hmm. there was also shonda rhimes one which um see all these shows there's notorious notorious oh, yeah. which was awful i didn't find personally that there were any like all out unbelievable stinkers except maybe the Orville. And similarly, there's just there were none that were like, oh wow, you, th- these are the ones you have to watch this yeah. season. Like right. we even had some trouble. We were like, wow, do we? Some, someone on the staff was even like, oh wow, do we really have to pick three? There's no this. <laughs> there was no this is us. Yeah. Right. No. I would like to know. I have a notoriously high tolerance for even the worst of things. Like for example, I saw every episode of Notorious, and yeah, like if a friend of mine were to ask me, you know, what do I need to watch this season, I would say I would I have to just list returning shows, just because none of these new shows are, they just don't give me that that feeling, you know. Now we took some guff uh, when the first list got posted to the website, just you know, just so people know how this is done. What's the website? TVLine.com. <laughs> The staff all submits their entries blind. They're three picks, they're one pass. No one sees anybody else's answers. And then I just put them up on the website. There's no discussion, really. Although at some one point I did say to Mike, uh, you're like the third person in a row to say 9JKL is your pass. Yeah. And when all was said and done, five out of the seven total staff members, including our two West Coast people, Dave Nemitz and Vlada Gilman, five out of them had said that 9JKL was the one show to absolutely skip. Mm. First of all, let's just talk about that. Who wants to say Poor why not, why nine? J- I know, I know. Mark Fierstein is so nice, and this is based on real life. This was based on his time when he was living in the city, and he ended up living uh, next door to his mom. Yeah, I felt like he's so good, and his comic timing is so great. I just wanted it to be better. I wanted it to be funnier. I, he, like he was better. I felt like than the material. And and the, the just, warm moments are actually good yeah. when it's being kind of like a warm, nice sitcom. But when you've got Elliot Gould talking about the veins in his testicles. I'm like, what are you doing? That's not a visual anyone needs in but wait, fall. So that's my that's my question. If this were a cast of nobodies led by one big name, would we judge it as harshly as we do because no. it's a cast of people that we love and want to see a yeah. series regular? Our, our expectations are higher. Yeah. I shouldn't be cringing each time Linda Lavin comes on screen. Right. Yeah. But that's what the show has you doing. I also just I couldn't get out of my head that this felt like a watered down everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Even though he's single, it just like oh. with the intrusive parents, right? It mm-hmm. just felt. Oh, she was totally like Maria. Barone. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I have down uh, something that really bugs me on TV shows is when no one talks. Like somebody will say a line, and you're just like, no one would say that in real life. Like I don't care how yeah. ridiculous they are. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's intrusive parents, and then there are parents who are just like saying ridiculous things just because they're clearly in the script. Like, was there one example that you can think of? I just every. I mean. Um, the even when he's just sitting there, like with his with his testicles hanging out, and like uh, there's like <laughs> testicles. It's like it's trying to be everybody loves Raymond, but it's landing on two and a half men. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now well, one of us in the room did not pick nine JKL. Nine JKL is the one to skip. That was uh, Kim. We'll be getting to that yes. in a second. But for the rest of us, what would you pick? 
What's your second worst show? If you were to pick another show to must-skip, what would it be? The Orville. Um, and that was one, I, when I first watched it, I, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And when I watched it again live, it really hit me how bad <laughs> it was. And again, it was not, I mean, the production values were good and yeah. everybody seemed really committed to the material, but it was just so boring. It was and boring, it was so blah. I had the same reaction. The first episode I thought, this is fine. It's not offensive, mm -hmm. but it's fine. It's not what it could have been, worse. but it's fine. But then when I got to episode three on my recent trip, I watched it on the plane, I could not believe the episode would not end. It was endless, <laughs> and it was so serious. And there's two twists at the end, which just made it like, wow, this is just bad episode of TV. And I give Seth MacFarlane props for wanting to do something different to venture outside his wheelhouse. You know, he could have come out with everybody talking like Family Guy and just foul mouth, pop culture, all this stuff. Which I would have watched. He, well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. He wanted to do something different, and he had the clout at Fox to get away with it. I just don't think it works. Andy, what's your second passiest pass? My second passiest pass is, and I feel like this is very peak TV, is Inhumans. Marvel's Inhumans. I mean, I already felt like there are too many Marvel shows to keep up with on TV, and I put this one as, it's just, I mean, it just doesn't, we don't need it. Like, it's just not a thing that we need on television. Um, and just the fact that they gave it such a huge, like, rollout, and just, uh, their expectations were obviously very high, and just not, not met. Yeah, I almost went with Inhumans, you know, I saw I saw the full darn thing in the theater, in the IMAX. And the only thing that kept me not going with Inhumans was the second hour, or the second episode is actually a little bit better than the first. And it just meaning it's, like, somewhat interesting. And... The, and humans also is just visually interesting to look at mm. at, at times, kind yeah. of. Not as much as it should be. Yeah, but I, I feel like that it falls under the same category as so many of these other shows, which is like very talented people. Like clearly a lot of talent happening, just kind of wasted talent, which is really... Not, yeah. no, not I, I think that I maybe view picks and passes a little bit differently from the rest of you because I, I try not to look at it as one huge pile of shows that I measure against each other because they're so different. Mm -hmm. But I more I have looked at it more this year and in the past as what was I excited about when I saw the trailer or the logline or some casting and then how did that measure up to what I wanted it to be. Okay. Um, and so for, if I can segue into my second okay. pass, um, SWAT, what I felt was, and Shamar Moore fans don't come at me. I know, I know, it's not, I know. Um, I love him. Mm -hmm. I think the show takes itself way too seriously. It is exactly the kind of CBS procedural that you would think it would be. It is total, it is like the CBS procedural. Yeah, and like every moment seems like life or death and there's a lot of furrowed brows. And I, we've seen so many of these shows, I was just, oh, it's, I pass, pass, passy pass. Ryan, your second passiest pass? Uh, my second was Wisdom of the Crowd okay. with Jeremy Piven. Um, it could also lead to this fall's uh, most fun drinking game, which is take a shot every single time Jeremy Piven uses the term computer hacktivist. Oh, okay. Um, it also features one of the biggest wastes of town of the fall, which is uh, Monica Potter from Parenthood. Oh, I, she's... I think she's yeah. in it for about maybe three, four minutes tops. And, and I don't see where the character is going to go that's going to make that's going to be worthy of her talent. No, if it, it feels like uh, she's a ex-wife and yep. she's like a senator or running for senator in the yep. background or something. They don't yeah. even make that clear in the pilot. They don't even make that clear. No, yeah, yeah. not at all. It's not clear what her part is in the show. I thought you say take a drink each time the evidence alert sound on the oh, uh, app that he's created yeah. goes off. Funny. It is the most annoying sound on television this fall. Yes. <laughs> 
Funny enough, I actually fell asleep watching that pilot, and the evidence alert woke you up. The, the evidence alert didn't wake me up. That's how bored <laughs> yeah. I was at the show. I got 15 minutes in and I stopped it. I just couldn't. I was like, I literally said to myself, life is too short. I think it's really important to note too, I was just in the subway the other day and I saw a poster for the wisdom of the crowd. <laughs> the tagline is, I, I, it's something to the effect of, if you're going to catch a killer, you need a killer app. No. That is the, it, it, I mean, it could be. It, That's I, worse wait. than the Halle Berry movie. The, what was it like? <laughs> Don't mess with a mother whose kid is stolen. That's like that's like three Halle Berry movies. I would have gone with putting the app in apprehending criminals. Uh. Kim, talk for a second about uh, (laughs) now now that we know Kim's litmus test for past. Talk about your decision to pick Young Sheldon as Big Bang Theory prequel spinoff as your published past. Mm. Well, I don't like the Big Bang Theory to begin with, so I was already predisposed to not like the show, Mm -hmm. but. Out of the Big Bang Theory, the character I find the most annoying is Sheldon. And I went into young Sheldon hoping maybe it took a long time for him to become that way. But <laughs> spoiler alert, born it did this, not. It did way. not at all. Um, there were thi- It's just, I just found him really annoying. And I can't picture myself watching that week in and week out for half an hour. As I mentioned on in our post, um, Zoe Perry, who plays his mom, is great. Yeah. The mm-hmm. family, it yeah. made me feel things I didn't think I would feel. That said, the kid's annoying, and, and I, I don't want to sympathize with the bullies who are trying to put him in the trash can, and yet. Right. <laughs> and yet. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I picked yeah. Young Sheldon as one, one of my picks, because I, I do like the character of Sheldon. I do like Big Bang Theory, and I like Young Sheldon. I also really love this family. Um, and I, I really agree with you on that point. It feels like a real family. Like I, I, it doesn't feel like a bunch of actors pretending. Yeah. It feels really natural, and I love the siblings. Those two siblings are just fantastic. Like they, they, they have such chemistry. All the two siblings, and then young Sheldon himself. I, this is just a family that I'm looking forward to spending a half hour with every week. Yeah, it's getting a lot of comparisons to the Wonder Years, but it's also very much Malcolm in the Middle. It feels like mm-hmm. very much like a cross between the two. And also, oddly enough, if you have never watched Big Bang before, um, yeah. it, it, it almost feels like one of like ABC's family sitcoms, almost. Yeah. 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 I want to talk about outliers, people who are like the only one to vote as a, as a pick uh, for, for starters. Andy, uh, talk about your pick of Dynasty. I'm not. Which I totally get. Which I totally dun, get. Dun, dun, I thought that the title was not as bad dun, as the trailer dun, dun, made it look like it was right. going to be. Mm. I, well, first of all, it should be noted, I have not seen a minute. Well, I've seen like three. I've seen only the original Dynasty. I've only seen the catfight clips on YouTube. Well, you weren't born yet. I was, no, I was fetal. Um, so I didn't have that sort of initial, uh, you know, well, it's a, you know, it's nothing like the original. I didn't, I didn't have that. Um, but I mean, I, I, it was like, it was fun. I mean, I love like trashy garbage and this fully, I, And if you saw his desk, you would understand why. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Sorry. this was going to get so personal. Um, we'll, we'll have another cat fight soon. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm, it's not a masterpiece. Few of these shows this fall are. Um, but it's it just as I said in my thing it like scratches a particular itch like I just I don't know I like seeing people being like bitchy at each other and like it it could be your laundry show you know the show you kind of have on in the background while you're doing other things but like it's it's fun and, and if it, you are familiar with the original Dynasty there's some real hoot worthy moments like the fact that Sammy Joe is now a guy uh, yes. you know they they've they flipped some things like that which is kind of fun oh and and the Colbys are now an African American family so. I just, I can't get the picture of Andy and Mike, like, thrashing around in a lily pond. Like, <laughs> my, my deflated shoulder pads. No, I mean, I also, I also, 
as I love, I mean, I watch almost everything on the CW, and it's nice to have something that doesn't have superheroes or vampires, like just people being people. Exactly, exactly. Just normal, average folks. Just normal, <laughs> everyday people. I was the only person to put uh, The Gifted on their pick list, and that's because I think it's because I watched it. Part of it is because I watched it so soon after seeing the first hour of Inhumans. And literally, I, I saw it in like a movie theater setting uh, out in LA. And after five minutes, I pretty much said, I did say out loud, this is already better than Inhumans. Mm. Just because it's the production values are better, the casting is just, you know, the casting is solid across the board. And the story just immediately pulls you in. Whereas Humans is all world building, world building, you know, introducing this person. Gifted is just much different. Do you think Inhumans exists just to make Gifted look better? I don't know. <laughs> you think that's a Marvel, a Marvel conspiracy? The Gifted and Marvel's Runaways are both so superior. Wow. You know, Marvel's Runaways, we'll, we'll, getting, we'll talk about trends in a second, but three of us picked Marvel's Runaways for our list. And uh, Andy, we're going to go back to you again. Talk to us about me, myself, and I. Ooh. So Kim, I think, uh, earlier mentioned, you know, a show that took her by surprise and had a surprising amount of heart. For me, that was this one. Like, I have never watched or enjoyed, a, uh, no, I've seen, but I have not enjoyed a CBS comedy um, ever I think like the nanny I was big on like the <laughs> nanny back in the day um, but this one just really it, I so I went in with kind of like low expectations like I'm not going to enjoy this and then I loved it like there was a there's a twist at the end not, not that you expected this to have twists but like I got like real teary eyed like I got very like emotional at this moment and I think that's what that's what sold it for me is I was like I sort of started to care about these characters without even realizing that I cared about them, which is which is sneaky. Also, the kid who plays the young, the younger version of Bobby Moynihan yeah, the is so good. It. He's yeah. in it. Um, I don't know which. I guess it was obviously filmed beforehand, so it's like he looks way older in this one than he does in it. Um, I enjoy. I enjoy the teenage version of the character. I enjoyed that storyline. Mm-hmm. It's very Wonder Yearsy. Mm-hmm. I of course love John Larroquette, whatever he does. Although he kind of, I think he got like the fewest minutes of screen time in the pilot. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see him more. It's the Bobby Moynihan middle part where it's, I was like, that's not a show that I want to watch. I don't want to watch the Bonnie, the show that Bobby Moynihan's in. It's it's it is interesting that the the biggest name. I mean, above the moment, I guess. Um, obviously, John Larroquette's done more, but Bobby Moynihan is sort of the star of it, and he is sort of the bridge, which is kind of weird. Like yeah, he's like the yeah. middle guy, like he's yeah. the unfinished version. Which is interesting, but I don't know. I mean, it's. I'll, I'm gonna watch a second episode, which is more than I've said for a lot of. For it's more than I can say for for any most of these shows. As far as the trends amongst the shows we selected to pick, three of us out of the seven staff members picked The Mayor. Three picked Marvel's Runaways coming up on Hulu in November. Three of us picked HBO's The Deuce, which premiered this past Sunday, and three of us picked Young Sheldon. I, I was glad to see The Mayor do so well because mm-hmm. it's not you know it's kind of an unassuming show. It doesn't have that like. It's got a, a fun hook, but it doesn't have that like big noisy, you know, three different timelines sitcom hook. It's a perfect ABC show. Uh, it it just it has heart. It's funny. It's slightly sarcastic. The casting is great. The, the casting, casting is, great. is great. The lead the lead kid is amazing. I'm blanking on his name. I think Brandon, Brandon Michael, Michael Hall. Hall. Yeah, he's wonderful. And and Yvette Nicole Brown. Oh, I think this is her best scene. role. Yeah. yeah, like th- this is this is a, a great part for her. Mm-hmm. And the guy's playing his friends and Leah Michelle. She's a, a fun little foil yeah. for him. It, it like it all it all worked for me. Anybody get to Andy? You and I voted for Runaways. Yeah, I just thought it was like. It was cool, which is like not also not a thing that I can say for a lot of these shows. What I thought was cool was for a Marvel show, the first hour, there's almost no whiff of that. Mm. It's basically like The Breakfast Club. It's about this like group of friends who splintered off after like I guess like the death of one of them, and they just 
went into their own separate ways, you know, the jock, the goth, or whatever, and they're just like, the events cause them to come back together, and it's only until the second hour where you realize all the weird stuff that's going on in town with their parents. Yeah, I mean, I, I gave it a shot purely just because the cast alone, like... The cast is so good. It's so good, and then it, it met my expectations, which made me happy. Uh, let's see, if you had to pick another, a fourth pick show, a fourth show to watch? Well, I want to mention one of the, my, my, my third pick, which was Ghosted. On Fox, which I yes. absolutely loved. Yeah. Um, Adam Scott and Craig Robinson. That show is always going to live and die by the chemistry of those two actors. And wow, they have it in spades. It's Just, instant. It's, it's instant. It's fun. Ali Walker is hilarious she is, in yeah. it. Um, and... I don't know. I, and also, I feel like the cases are just kind of interesting. They're goofy, but I'm just... I, I was engaged in the first one. If I had to pick a fourth show, I was going to go with 10 Days in the Valley, which was on Kim's list. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. And, and more... I guess more... That's Kira Sedgwick as a TV... She's like the writer of a TV crime drama whose daughter goes missing in the middle of the night and pretty much everybody is a suspect. Right, so I went into that thinking this is going to be a really sad mystery about you know her daughter being missing. What It is really sad, but it's also everyone is so messed up. And, yeah. and, and like you said, we, basically every five minutes you find out someone does something shady that you didn't expect. And I didn't expect that from the show. So yeah, very, very engaging. If you had to pick a fourth show, Ryan? Um, I was going to go with... Uh, Kevin probably saves the world. Did you uh, see now? Have you seen the revised version with I the have, new lead cast? Yes, the new female lead cast. Yes, the the, the chemistry is there. I'm not sold on the premise yet. Um, but right. Jason Ritter, Joanna Garcia Swisher, um, I would I would watch a show with them instantly. So I'm going to give it a few episodes, see if it lands. Okay. And well, I want to. So this one comes with a huge asterisk. I'm going to say The Good Doctor, which is a show yeah. I see enormous amount of potential in. I didn't love love the pilot, um, but the final couple of scenes suggested that suggested potential. this show is gonna could have the, could be special and, and and I love Freddie Highmore and he's great in this and um, and I had some issues with the pilot but this is a series that I'm going to give time. Jim, you picked the Deuce, the Mayor, Ten Days in the Valley. What would it be your fourth? Uh, the Brave, which I know, given everything I said about SWAT, seems like a reversal. <laughs> Um, but what I was pleasantly surprised by in that in that hour is how well that ensemble gels quickly. Um, I feel like you feel like this is a team of people who the pre- the premise, in case you're not aware, is just this team of people who go into areas in, all over the world and are backed by a team of government um, analysts, and they do they get people out of trouble, they rescue people from being kidnapped, all that kind of thing. Anne Hayes is like the lead analyst, and the lead guy is. The uh, blonde guy from He's very brave. Under the Dome. He's very brave. He's quite brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather rugged. Amazing how that works out. Um, yeah, I just I thought I liked the way it works. I know that you had a you mentioned um, in the in your first impression that there's a bit of a crazy end to that first episode. Yes. Um, but I think I don't know. I just it drew me in. I liked it. I'm torn. Like if because I've seen the Brave Seal Team and Valor. I guess I'd give the edge to... I don't know. I, I think I would go with SEAL Team. Even though SEAL Team is basically History 6, their pilots are the exact same <sighs> show. But I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's close. It's close. But which team would you want to pull you out of an international incident? Well, Valor's got Christina Ochoa. There we go. So she'd pull me out. <laughs> She'll try to pull you out. You'll probably die. <laughs> um, is, that a, is that a spoiler? Um, my extra, my my extra pick is actually take this as you will. I haven't seen it yet, but I added the mayor as my extra pick just based on hearing what all of you are saying. <laughs> like I feel like the mayor is actually kind of a show that I might 
I might enjoy. And one of those, like, sleeper shows. I mean, it's got stars in it, but almost one of those sleeper shows where you're like, like, oh, you watch The Mayor? Like, well, I've heard of The Mayor. Like, maybe I'll check it out. So just like a show that, you know, is sort of under the radar, but I think will sounds like it's pretty good. Well, if we're allowed to pick shows that we haven't seen, I'd like to pick Mindhunter, the Jonathan Groff series mm. on Netflix, which no one has seen, I believe, right. but looks incredible. Along those lines, I would, I would, I would I'll throw a vote <laughs> up for Star Trek Discovery. I'm, oh, curi- wow. I'm curious to see that. Yeah. Uh, hope to be seeing it soon. Yeah, I think I'm going to be in LA next week. I'm going to go to the premiere. Ooh. Big premiere screening. Mm-hmm. I was about to pick American Crime Story Katrina. Um, Once we haven't seen, I'm sorry. Too late. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too late. <laughs> well, no, that ball. They're re- they're retooling that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, I think that pretty much covers the whole gamut of things. Yeah. Hope this was extra illuminating for people who read our original picks and passes, watch and skip publication. And for complete fall preview coverage, calendar scoop. Our calendar is a calendar. I, I just mean, need to point that out. Matt it's Matt not really a long list calendar. that's going to bust your scroll wheel on your mouse. It's a calendar. You print it out, you pin it up, you highlight it. It's a calendar. And people are doing that. On Twitter, they're showing us that. that they're doing that. Tweet us our, our, your photos of your calendar all highlighted and circled and you know, with little rainbow stickers next to it. We love that stuff. Yeah. And we may retweet it. Not making any promises. <laughs> we got our Yodar homepage. You got the link to the, all of our fall TV preview scoop on all the returning shows. I think there's like 37 shows in there. Lots of stuff going on. Yay. So until next time, this has been the TV Line Podcast. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.